All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Tuesday, October 10th of 2023 here. Officially NHL opening day here. There is a small three-game NHL slate today. Probably will have our big NHL slate tomorrow. But either way, NHL is back. Should be a uh, fun season. We're really looking forward to it here. We should have some content related around NHL strategy out starting tomorrow here. And then we also have a two-game MLB playoff slate. So ton of DFS action coming at you guys today. For those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. It's a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. You get your questions in one of three ways here. First off, send us an email, support at sabersim.com. Second, post it live in the YouTube chat. Third way, post it in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord and want to get access to that channel, there is a link in the description of this video here. Get access to our similar channel, Seaman Sims Run, for... Um, you know, lineups coming out for lines being announced, uh, different things along those lines here for scratches for NHL. And then you also get access to our individual sport channels, get access to sharp members of the community, other members of the community, other members of the SaberSim team here. But with that being said, going to get uh, the app pulled up. And just before we do that, we announced the winners to the week five max challenge yesterday but just want to remind you guys if you guys are not signed up you could use the sign up page in the description of this video the max challenge is our promotion giveaway we do during the nfl season here weekly prizes season-long prizes all you need to do upload uh sabersome logo as your avatar on DraftKings. fill out our short form so we can send you guys gear and then max enter one of the DraftKings mini max contests on the nfl sunday main slate but if you're looking for this page it's in the description of this video but with that being said going to get Saberson pulled up here and jump right in. So got the app pulled up here and just looking through the discord here. Don't see any specific questions. So if you guys have anything that you guys want to get asked, uh, now is a great time to do that here. I'm going to do a little NHL uh, tutorial thing for you guys really quickly here in a minute. But then one question from Demetrius said, can you upload the latest MLB contest sims video uh so i did i did tease this a little bit i did record an mlb showdown video for you guys i will work on getting that uploaded after the show here so let me make a note for myself uh mlb showdown upload i think that one's just still being processed but i will uh make some notes on that and then just want to remind you guys we're going to have nhl for FanDuel, DraftKings. And Owner's Box. If you guys are playing over on Owner's Box, they do have NHL. I believe Yahoo does not. But Owner's Box does. So you should be able to see that up in the app and build lineups for that. So another site to take advantage of and play some NHL on this season. And then last thing here, um, we've been having a little bit of issues this morning with the don't use skaters against opposing goalies. So when you click this on, you still might get opposing players in the lineup lineups with the goalies team is working on a fix but if you guys are building lineups um you know prior like a couple hours prior to slate lock you, you can use this automatic rule here that i want to show you guys so you do a group type rule type you do an automatic method if at least one you group by team and then you select goalie then use exactly zero on the opposing team and then you uh check in centers, wings, and defensemen. And then this rule here should, uh, well, will, in my testing at least, prevent goalies and opposing skaters from being in the same lineup until that rule gets fixed here. So just wanted to give you guys something to work with. In the meantime, 
but it sounds like a fix for that is on the way here. Uh, but with that being said, uh, also was one other question, will you guys be doing any videos on NHL DFS? So we're going to have our NHL DFS, how, how to be NHL DFS in 2023 video or, or video series, playlist series on YouTube. First video should be released tomorrow. Definitely new things to talk about, right? Um, new updates to the NHL model, which we'll be talking about how to use contest sims with NHL shows should be a fun playlist. And I'm looking forward to hearing Scott and Jordan and uh, the models team talk about those things. So really awesome. All right. Question from Clint random question. Andrew, how do you personally go about adding in micro takes given how good Sabersim is as is? I think this is a really good question. Um, For me, it's going to depend on the sport here. And I think that, you know, there's been a big debate in the DFS ecosystem about uh sims versus knowing ball right uh you know how do you equate uh, like like uh it's almost seemed like a little bit of a division right i feel like there are a side of players who are against using sims and then there are a side of players that are against you know um watching film and 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 uh trying to gain an edge through um knowing the sport and things like that right so what I think about when I see this debate is how we've always talked about man versus machine, right? And I think that this, uh, you know, knowing ball versus Sims debate is similar to DFS years ago when it was like, oh, use an optimizer versus build by hand, right? Uh, you know, just trust the computer or, you know, have some manual input, right? And I think that, both of these things can be good, but I think together they're always better. And so I would say like, Hey, you know, not just man, not just machine, but man plus machine is going to be better than either alternatives alone. So in this case, I think, you know, knowing ball versus trusting Sims, I think that together, if you can find a way to combine those two things is going to be better than one or the other. So I don't, I don't really fall on either side of the coin here. Um, you know, another thing that I like to think about is uh, I've heard this said that there's there's three sides of a coin. There's heads, there's tails, and then there's the edge. And some people are on heads, some people are on tails, and then the smart people are on the edge saying, okay, what do you think about like what this side has to say? What do you think about what this side has to say? And how do you come to a a middle ground? How do you figure out, you know, are do both are they both saying something that's right? And how do we fit those things together? So that's something that's going through my head all the time here. And I'm somebody who is trying to figure out how do I add value and still use the Sims. And I think there's a way to do that, right? So something that um, Max and I Max and I recorded our week five NFL review yesterday. And that video should also be coming out later this afternoon. So I actually asked Max, Max this directly. And, and something that I've been using a lot to take into account here is uh, – coaches quotes and, and narratives and trying to figure out, you know, what information is actionable, which information is not. And I, I presented a couple of examples in that video. So if you guys haven't been following along with that series here, uh, Max and I have been doing NFL main slate reviews each and every week for NFL here. So I'm just going to pull this up on the YouTube channel. If you go to playlists, 
you guys go to Coach's Corner here. They're all up in this playlist. So uh, week one, week two, week three, week four, and then week five is going to be coming out later today. So just just trying to figure right, out a way to, one, make the Sims better with information that the Sims do not have, right? So like the big thing is like, hey, the Sims do not have, do not listen. That's something that that uh, Max and I were talking about, right? The, the Sims are not listening. The Sims are just taking in the data and you know analyzing the data and predicting what's going to happen based off that right but if you if you hear a coach say something very specific or about the game plan or something like that and sim's not going to pick up on that but you could pick up on that right so then that is where man plus machine becomes more valuable than just one or the other right so i would say an example of that probably would be um well an example that i presented was the Jamar Chase, I'm o- I'm open, I'm always open, right? When he is loud and um, saying things to the media, you know, that might put more pressure on the team to get him the ball, especially when they're losing, right? They're not playing well. Hey, he's our number one guy. Uh, let's get him the ball, right? And even even last night on the, uh, on the Manning cast, if you guys watch Monday Night Football, Eli and Peyton are on the show. I'm just, I'm just kind of talking here. If you guys, uh, you know, have any questions, just – Drop them in the chat. Happy to, uh, you know, start answering you guys' questions. But just kind of like uh, talking through my thoughts and things things that I'm thinking about. So on the Manning cast, uh, Peyton Manning was talking to Jimmy Kimmel, and he said something like, "Hey, if you guys have if you have a really good comedian, do, do you leave them in the uh, waiting room or do you bring them on stage?" And Jimmy Kimmel was like, "No, you bring the guy on stage, right?" So, you know, analogy like, "Hey, y- your team is losing," uh, you know, equivalent to to you're getting your you're getting booed like uh, by the audience, right? What are you going to do? You're going to are you going to leave your best comedian in the waiting room, or are you going to bring him on stage, right? So, so that's like another reason. Hey, Bengals are not playing good. Uh, you know, Jamar Chase wants the ball. Jamar Chase wants to come on stage. Like, you know, let's get him some early targets, right? And and I think he ended up with like 19 targets on the game there, and he had the first touchdown. So, I mean, it's it's those type of things that I'm trying to capture and take advantage of and add value to Saber Sam by applying those things. Right. So those are things that I'm on the lookout for uh, each and every week. I think that, you know, don't be afraid to make projection adjustments. And if we just go to uh, the upcoming Thursday to Monday slates, I think there'll be projections for this year. So these are just our initial projections. These are open to changing throughout the week. People will say like, Hey, um, you know, when is it safe to build? I would say probably like Saturday, right? So final injury reports are going to come out Friday afternoon here, uh, Friday evening, depending on where you live. And then from there, you know, the teams uh, usually won't have any practice or really any news on Saturday here. You'll get some like final reports later in Saturday about, uh, you know, guys that might be questionable or things like that. But I think it's safe to like start kind of digging into the information, trusting most of the projections where without um, any questionables, right? So from there, what should you do, right? Um, I think it's okay to make projection adjustments based on things that you're seeing, right? And always remembering what the Sims do take into account and what the Sims don't take into account. So there was a part, if you guys missed it, um, Jordan interviewed Will, uh, one of our data scientists, about changes to the NFL model that Will made here. And that video came out fairly recently. Like that's one of our newest NFL videos here. 
So 12 days ago, 12 days ago, new improvements to our NFL model. And if you guys listen to this, Will said something here that that uh, I remembered that kind of captivated me. He's like, hey, you know, the next iteration here I want to do is I want to work more on defensive personnel and like, hey, when so-and-so is, I think he said Patrick Sertain is, is guarding Tyreek Kill, how does that affect Tyreek Hill performance, right? So that tells me that, hey, um, that – that very specific one-on-one kind of aspect of the Sims here isn't really being taken into account. And so that's even a spot where I can add value, right? So I think we saw that twice this week. One time I saw this with, um, well, actually, let's just use last night as an example. Last night, Devontae Adams, uh, very, very popular in the captain spot, very, very popular play overall on the slate, right? We saw him outplayed by Jacoby Myers, and really, it comes down to Jair Alexander is covering Devontae Adams all game. Um, they're not just going to leave him alone. They're going to give him some help, right? So we saw a ton of Devontae Adams double teams there. Well, hey, when the Packers' best cornerback is on Devontae Adams and they're even you know shading towards him, well, that's going to open up targets for the rest of the team, right? And Jacoby Myers was the primary beneficiary of that. So I feel like the, the uh, no ball take of last night was kind of like, Hey, you know, Jair Alexander is, is on Adams. Jair Alexander. I think they said that he hasn't allowed more than 50. He's, he's averaged about 52 yards per game to somebody that he's directly covering. So he's done very well all season, shutting these guys down and uh, has covered similar caliber players. Um, you know, either this year, last year, I've seen him do really well against guys like Justin Jefferson, et cetera here. Right. But, but the sim is not taking on into account that one-on-one take here, right? So, like, that's an option for you to say, like, okay, you know, this is the way that they're scheming, and and I want to move some of that projection from Adams to Myers, right? So, like, how do you do that? And I think it's really as simple as, like, taking the points in the app here and then shifting them. So, like, one thing that I don't like to do is – just randomly kind of like add fantasy points here. But I think that what you can do here, which I like to do is like, Hey, let's go to Vegas and let's go to the flex. And then let's zone in on their wide receivers. And let's see how many fantasy points we are allocating to this position. And can we adjust that? Can we take the fantasy points and redistribute it in a different way? Right? So in this case, I think it's okay to say um, something that I like to do is I like to look at these percentiles here and, and kind of go with these. So as you can see, Adam's 50th percentile is lower than his mean. And then Jacoby Myers uh, 50th percentile lower than his mean. So maybe I say, Hey, I think that Jacoby Myers is going to have a closer to his 75th percentile game. And I think Devonte Adams is going to have something you know, maybe closer to in between his 25th and 50th, right? So I might pick a number here, right? So let's say that I'm going to give Jacoby Myers his 75th percentile of 17 points. So then now I've increased him four points. Well, then maybe now that's opportunity for me to say, hey, you know, where are those points going to come from? Well, hey, I think that might come from Devontae Adams, who has this really tough matchup now. So then now I'm going to come in here and I'm going to take those four points that I gave to Myers from Adams. And then now I'm keeping the same amount of fantasy points projected across this wide receiver group, 
but I'm just allocating them differently. And I'm not just randomly making up this 17 number that I came up with. I'm looking at this player's percentiles and using that, right? So I think that there is a way for the ball knowers and the, uh, and the Sims tier to, to come together. And then from here, right, what's going to happen? Well, this is going to be taken into account when you build your lineups for one, right? So we're going to shift the players' distributions by the amount of points that you have given or taken away here. And then if you're using contest sims, um, that's also going to be reflected, right? We're going to account for your projection adjustment when we're running the contest sims. So, um, you know, sims are going to know that, hey, Jacoby Myers is playing better. And then based on how your lineups are constructed, you know, that's going to be reflected in your ROIs, et cetera here, right? So I think there's a way to have both here. I would say that, you know, these are the ways that I'm thinking about applying it. So, you know, do with it what you will. Uh, I'm open to feedback and thinking about it from different perspectives, but I thought this was a solid question, Clint, and happy to uh, talk about it more. All right. Neil said, we getting a contest review video from you and Max this week. I've really enjoyed them. Thanks for the feedback. Uh, I The video will be out, I believe, later today. We recorded it yesterday. I just got finished editing it, and, uh, and it'll be processed hopefully by the end of the day today. I think we're pretty busy this morning getting ready for all things NHL with um, puck drop, I guess, at uh, – at, I believe 5.30 Eastern today. So hopefully after that, we can get that video processed and up. But we definitely like to have that video up most weeks before Wednesday. That way you guys can watch it and, uh, you know, use it before NFL starts back up on Thursday. Also, I have a quick question on the contest flashback. Last night's Minimax has incorrect salaries in the lineups. Does that impact the SIM ROI? Uh, good question here. So I don't think it does, but we can go and look at what the issue is here. So if we go to contests and then I go by contest size, the Minimax is this top contest here. So I'm just going to click on this. I believe the issue is around captain salaries almost. So the salary, okay. So I see this. So 54, eight, huh? It's kind of weird. I wonder what's wrong. And let me just add this up. So 6,600 plus 10,600 plus 9,800 plus 9,400 plus 4,600 plus 3,800 comes out to 44,800. So I don't know why the salaries are wrong, but thanks for letting me know. So I will figure out what is going on with that GB. LV showdown. Appreciate the heads up. We'll get that fixed. Uh, question from Sal. Sal said the sim, I'm assuming ROI of my build versus the flashback is far different as a sim ROI of flashback and actual. Uh, so the way that these two things work is that from your build, right? So you have your build here. You set up your contest sim and then you run the contest sim against your lineups, right? So the contest sim is being ran against the field lineups in the ownership build. So there are 10,000 field lineups that create the ownership projection. So it takes one of your lineups, inserts it into a contest with the other 10,000, plays that out, say 100,000 times, 
and then returns all of the ROI metrics. What happens in the contest flashback is that we we look at all the lineups that were submitted and then play that out 100,000 times and then return the metrics here. So the big difference is that, one, the contest size is a lot bigger than just the 10,000 field lineups or about the 10,000 lineups that we are um, running your contest sim with. And then two, if the ownerships come in different, then that can also have an effect on your ROIs. And then third here is that if you use any type of custom projections or made projection adjustments to your builds here, that is also not going to be taken into account in the post-contest sim. So an example here is that I had um, I had boosted Jordan Mason a lot in points for the Dallas-San Francisco showdown. And I ended up getting like pretty, I think I had like negative 2% sim ROI, but that's because to me, the, the actual sims here in the post contest did not like Jordan Mason as a projection. And I did, right? So like, that's an interesting spot where it's like, hey, you know, um, I made a very direct change. It actually ended up working out pretty well, but the post contest sim is not making that change. So, you know, there's a uh, little bit of a disconnect as to the projections and the expected sims, right? So if you're making a bunch of projection adjustments, then I would be a little more wary, I guess, of some of these post-contest sim results and understand that, you know, you're getting the results in your contest sim because of your projection adjustments. But if that's not the case, then the answers are that one, the field lineups came in a lot different Two, your lineups came in heavily duplicated, possibly, right? So, like, um, maybe you only expected them to be so highly duped in your 10,000, right? But then when we look at the entire contest, your lineups average dupes were, like, a lot higher. So then that could have a big impact on your ROI as well. So I think that for post-contest for showdown, I think you can actually learn a lot here from the users tab, just, like, simply going to the users tab. And then you can sort by sim ROI here. You can filter for different entries, right? Like maybe you want to look at people who only played 20 entries or more. And then you can see their sim ROIs. You can see their average dupes, um, how many unique lineups they had, et cetera here, right? So these are actually very high average dupes. Average dupes, 200, 218, 210. I, I'm actually very surprised that these lineups are grading out with these positive sim ROIs, right? You can see at... How many people had unique lineups from people that entered? Oh, I did equal to 20. I meant to do greater than or equal to 20. So sim ROI here. And then you can see that, hey, you know, Neil entered 150. Average dupes 10. Unique lineups 8. I think average dupes of 10 is awesome, right? And looks like Neil is here. So I think, hey, average dupes of 10, pretty cool. Uh, one other thing with the post-contest sim that I do want to call out. Let's say that you magnify for somebody so right now we're only loading the top twenty thousand lineups from the contest so before we were having a lot of trouble processing these really big contests a stepping stone for us was to process the top twenty thousand and then ultimately get to the entire lineups here so if you zone in on somebody and you see like hey i'm only seeing 37 out of 150 lineups that means that only 37 finished within the, the top 20,000 which is actually like pretty good considering how big this contest is uh, about 120,000 entrants so a fifth of your lineups uh finishing here is is a little higher than expectation here so um 
don't know how you did, Neil, but uh, I'm liking your lineup dynamics here, your lineup metrics. I think they uh, came out pretty good here. So good job. Clint said, Andrew, do you think boosting projection 10%, takeaway 10% from directly correlated teammates is substantially enough to make any difference for the take Adams Myers, for example? Um, I think you can just test this, right? So we talk about, you know, build, review, revise. So it's okay to like run your build more than once. So what I would do is just come in here, you know, make my adjustments to Adams and Adams and Myers, and then, uh, you know, run the lineups, rebuild the lineups or, you know, run your lineup set for the first time. And then, well, actually, hold on. I would, I would do one other thing. I would run it with the base projections see what my average exposures are. I would make my 10% adjustment, rebuild the lineups. And then I would see how those two compare. You could do it on in a separate build workspace. You could do it from within the same workspace and just remember what the numbers are. And then just see what those changes are, right? Maybe in my example, where I did four points to Myers, maybe I run my next build and I have a hundred percent Myers and I'm like, hold on, you know, maybe this is a little too aggressive, right? And then maybe I drop that down to three points instead and then try it again, right? So it is okay to make an adjustment, run your lineups, see what it returns, make a new adjustment, rerun the lineups, right? That is building, reviewing what happened and then revising and then rebuilding and then reviewing and revising, right? Going through that process a couple of times is okay. You don't have to get it right on the first try. Neil said made a whopping $8. Hey man, you uh, beat the rake, right? I think that is a achievement in and of itself. All right. Uh, GM said, if I wanted to incorporate geo mean of ownership into a sorting metric, would using adjusted ownership work better? So actually no. And the reason for that is because the whole point of using geometric mean here is to estimate how many times you think a lineup is going to be duplicated, right? Uh, this looks a little weird. I'm going to do a control shift R while we wait. So the whole point of GeoMean is to get estimated dupes, right? So in order to accurately get estimated dupes, you need to know what the projected ownership of the players in the contest is, right? So what adjusted ownership is doing, it's, it's looking at the player's ownership and then it's looking at their range of outcomes and basically giving them like a variance score. So what we're saying is like, hey, we think Devontae Adams... Um, is a little more high variance than his ownership projection is coming in at. That's what a higher adjusted own than your contest ownership would be. So if you're trying to work in geometric mean, I would always stick with the Sabersim ownership or the my own, and I would not use the adjusted own. But definitely worth clarifying and talking about here. But good question there. Uh, we're all caught up. On questions here for the day, everybody uh, caught up in both the Discord and the YouTube chat. Uh, looks like there's one more here from Demetrius said, "How do you input the RPS cores into Sabersim for MLB?" Um, so I haven't been on the RPS version of Sabersim in a little while here, but there used to be a column where it would say, you know, uh, so and so's core, and then you could just star those players. Another way to do that would be to just create a lineup group rule here. So go to rule type group and then insert those players, and then say, you know, use X number of those players. So you should have the column with the cores, with the stars, or, or you can do a group rule and you should be all set. 
But uh, I'm going to get out of here, everybody. Appreciate you guys tuning in. feel like there wasn't a ton of questions today, but happy to just kind of chop it up with you guys and talk DFS and, and talk strategy here. So hope you guys uh, enjoyed today's show. We'll be right back here tomorrow for our next show, 2 p.m. Eastern. If you guys are building lineups throughout the day, question pops in your head, drop it in the Office Hours channel, drop it in the upcoming YouTube uh, stream link. Uh, the, if you put a question in the chat for tomorrow, it'll stay there until the show starts. So that helps us to have questions when we get the show going. But until then, good luck. Take care. I will see you guys. Thanks. Bye.